I am Christian Williams, and I will be your host tonight. Sean Ward is deathly afraid of DFS, despite being in 10 fantasy leagues, so I am here with Randy Hall. Randy, how you doing tonight? Doing great. Just got off some Rocket League and ready to win some money here. There you go. I don't think I've ever played Rocket League, if I'm being honest. Yeah, you stick to FIFA and the random glitches and terrible game. Dude, I didn't even buy the new FIFA. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we're going to be doing a quick bonus DFS episode tonight to prep you guys for tomorrow's games. Um, we're going to be rolling with DraftKings. That's our platform of choice. We may get into some FanDuel analysis later in the season, but for right now, we're going to roll with DraftKings. Um, we're going to actually make a lineup live on the podcast tonight and give you some value picks that didn't make the cut for our lineup. Um, and hopefully we can put some money in your pockets. Let's get right into it. Um, so this is our Let's Make a Lineup segment. We're going to start with the QB, obviously. Uh, Randy, there are a lot of guys that I really like at QB. Let me get your opinion on what we should do there. Well, there's obviously so many options you can go through this week. There's a lot of games with really high point totals. If you want to pay up, Lamar Jackson, Pat, Pat Mahomes are always a good option. Uh, Brady going against the Dolphins could be great, but he also could be sitting after a quarter and a half. <laughs> yeah. Prescott should be good, but I don't think we're going to be paying up that high. We're probably more around a Jared Goff, Big Ben, or lower, so under 6,000, so we can get some more studs everywhere else. Uh, do, do you have any uh, solid values you thinking of this week? Yeah, for sure, and that's something I, I always like to do with my quarterback because the production levels are so similar that you can get a value with quarterback and still be fine in your lineup. Uh, the values that I would go with this week are, are Josh Allen against the Giants for obvious reasons, Derek Carr against the Chiefs. He has a really good track record against them, and he looked really good in week one. Um, and that might be the extent of the really good values. Um, I do like Matt Stafford against the Chargers. Um, Chargers didn't look great against Jacoby Brissett, and Matt Stafford is a superior quarterback. But out of those three, which guy would you pick? Yeah, I, all three of those could be really good options for us. I believe Stafford won't be as good because they like to play slower. They played, obviously, at a faster pace because they're facing what's going to be the fastest offense mm -hmm. football this year. So they had to hit more, and they went overtime. I don't think it's going to be like that this week. Pockets, it still could be good, but I don't know. Uh, I think it's really just between Allen and Carr for us because they're so cheap. Uh, Carr has the upside of more touchdowns, obviously, because they're going to have to score. But I could see them running the ball more, and with it being four-point passing touchdown here, I think we take the rushing upside of Allen for a little bit more at 5,300. Awesome. All right, so we'll go ahead and put Josh Allen in our lineup, um, and then we'll move on to the running back slot. Um, I know there's a bunch of value picks that we like, but um, it's hard to pass up Barkley, Elliott, Kamara, Dalvin Cook, uh, your top-end running backs. Uh, what are you thinking for the mindset of what we'll do for the running back position? I believe we should start out with at least a top-end guy. I think it's got to be Kamara here. Mm -hmm. I assume Zeke's going to get a lot more workload, and obviously Barkley's due in, but they both got to get a lot of points to meet value, whereas Kamara can, with his heavy passing load, 
at cheaper price. I think he's probably a good play here. Okay, awesome. I'd like Gurley's price too, but we just don't know what the touches are yet. I think we should wait at least a week. So I think start off big with Kamara. Awesome. I will slide him into the lineup. One thing I did want to mention, Saquon Barkley, he is by far my favorite running back in the league, but he is a little bit <coughs> Mark Ingram. <laughs> Saquon and Mark Ingram, by far my favorite two running backs in the league. But Saquon is a little bit limited with how bad the Giants are going to be this year. Um, it's just going to be him and Evan Ingram getting the ball, but he is going against that tough Buffalo defense this week, so I think we steer clear him. Um, so we slided Alvin Kamara into the lineup. Did we want to move on to receiver or um, just roll with our second running back right now? Well, why don't we bring up um, the mid-level guys and then talk about – so all the mid-level guys here, Carson, Fournette, Michelle, Eckler, even Ingram really, they're all good plays. I would love to have one of them. It, we, we're going to have to take some value at either a running back spot or one of the three receivers because of Kamara, obviously. Mm-hmm. We could stack another high running back, but I think it's down to Carson, Michelle, or Eckler here. Do you have a preference? They're all about the same price. Um, well, judging by episode one, um, I am obviously a big Austin Eckler believer. Uh, if it was down to those three guys, I think I would slide him into the lineup. And he is a pretty good value at 6,100. He could end up being a top three guy this week. So, Yeah, I think Eckler probably is our safest option of the three. He's the cheapest at 6,100. Shows a little bit more. Just He could have a tremendous game this week and get four to six touchdowns in the first half. It's it's impossible to know. He he's getting a lot of touches this week, but they could be just to start the game and then they bomb it deep and maybe have A B. You never know. Uh, Carson's going up against Pittsburgh that just sold out against Michelle last week, so I think Eckler with the uptick with Henry and Williams that was probably our best option too. Awesome. So we will go ahead and slide in Eckler. Uh, just as an update, right now our lineup is Josh Allen at quarterback, Alvin Kamara at running back and also Austin Eckler at running back. So let's move on to the wide receiver position. Um, I know there's a few guys with extreme value that I like this week, um, but what are your thoughts on the wide receiver position? This is one of those spots that's going to start our obsession with the Oakland-Kansas City Mm -hmm. lineup this week. (laughs) Because you could pretty much plug in every player they have and still have tons of money. So... I think Juju going up against Seattle that got burned by Boyd and Ross last week is good. Keenan Allen should get an uptick, but we already have Eckler. We don't want to face ourselves there. Yep. Cooper could get another bomb deep again. The new Kellen Moore offense looks great, but Sammy Watkins is the cheapest option there, and he's the option at Kansas City. Do we want to ride the points or – we want to look for a better op- or a different option. Better. Uh, yeah, I don't know that there are many better options. And with him being only $7,200 this week, I think it's really hard to pass up Sammy Watkins, especially going against that Oakland defense, which, to be fair, looked pretty good. But the Broncos just looked really bad. So I think that Sammy Watkins would be a good first wide receiver for us to take. Okay, let's lock him in then. I'll put him in. Good stuff. 
All right, so I know you discussed Amari Cooper, but I wanted to touch on the other Cooper, Cooper Cup. Um, I really like him this week. The New Orleans defense uh, did not look great against DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. Um, and Cooper Cup is that red zone target, and I think there are going to be a lot of points scored in that New Orleans Rams game. Um, Cooper Cup does look like a value this week at $6,000. What are you thinking about Cooper Cup this week? I like all three receivers there. Uh, if you look at all the stats from last week's Saints game, all both edge corners and their slot corner gave up 30-plus yard targets multiple times. Even Lattimore, who's going to make plays on the ball, probably going up against Cooks, I assume. Mm-hmm. But they all let people go deep. I think the safer options are Cup and Woods. But if we want to bang play, I think Cooks has got the highest ceiling. That is very but true. But the lowest floor. <laughs> yeah, he does have the lowest floor. Uh, one thing to note, Brandon Cooks is valued at 6300 this week. Cooper Cup is 6000 So... Uh, maybe we come back to that. Our average remaining salary is uh, 46.40, which does not bode well for us. I know With five we, more positions. Yeah, does not bode well for us. So, um, why, why don't we? Wh- which one of those do you like the best? And we can put them in now, and we could change it if we need to. Personally, I will always go with the safe option. I am not um, very high on taking risky picks in DFS. I think that if you get some consistent players, you're better off. Um, I think Robert Woods, if he snags a touchdown, he's going to be a top 10 receiver this week. Uh, I I personally would go with Robert Woods because he does look like the clear wide receiver one. Uh, To be fair, Cooper Cup looks like the 1A, um, but Cooks could go off and, and have three touchdowns for all we know. So... Um, well, out of the uh, cups, the red zone guy, mm-hmm. and he's like the safety valve for Goff. And Woods is going to get seven to nine catches for seventy to ninety yards. And if he gets a touchdown or two in there, that's amazing. But he's safe for about fifteen. I think Cooks is his, uh, Cup is as well. Mm-hmm. I, are you chasing the touchdown or do you want safe? Because if we're combining, I think it should be Cup. Let's go with Cup for now, and if we have to change that and we have some remaining salary at the end, we can come back to it. Okay. Uh, So for those of you that don't know, um, the the lineup that we're putting together is two running back, three receiver, plus a flex. Uh, So we will be choosing one more receiver. I think we have to go value here just with the, the remaining salary that we have. Yeah, we've paid up. Yeah, so what is a good value pick at the receiver position in your eyes, Randy? So I think it may be a little bit too high for us right now, but Gallup's a good starting point for the values mm-hmm. at 5600 Uh I believe Fuller's a decent value, especially with Bouye out this week. He could get an uptick of the deep targets. John Brown's a good play. Especially if we with Josh Allen, it might be a decent stack for us. Marquise Brown's a shot. Hardman's a shot. Fitzgerald's safe for target volume. And Ross is another shot. Any of those? Tyrell Williams, sorry. He's the, the one we probably should talk about the most at 4,400. Yeah, Tyrell Williams is an extreme value this week. 
Um, we have no we have no share on the Raiders side yet. We might get that next position, but yeah, I I would hesitate to go Tyrell and Darren Waller. Um, okay, but there's I'm, DK Metcalf right under him too at forty three. That's true. Um, that's that's definitely a difficult decision. If you guys are putting together your lineups and can't make a a choice, I would lean Tyrell Williams here. He did look like the the clear wide receiver one, but the offense looks like it's going to run through Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. Waller looked like Derek Carr's favorite target, and Tyrell Williams is like like Cooper Cup, the one A. Um, but I think I would lean with the safer bet of Tyrell here. Okay, do we want to hold off on the last wide receiver spot and do tight end and flex first to see how much we got left? That might be a good idea. See if we could pay up to one of the better options, like let's, John Brown or Fuller. Yeah, let's let's maybe actually jump over to the defense because that's going to be the cheapest option, um, and that'll <laughs> no no no, it's Darren Waller. <laughs> All right. Um, so in terms of the defenses, we have to go with the Patriots this week, right? <laughs> so, I like them for obvious reasons, but with the strong possibility of Brady and everyone sitting later in the game and garbage time coming, they may get more points. I think we want to try and get more of a closer defensive type of battle. So, I've been looking at that $3,400 or $3,300 range of the Bills against the Giants and the Cowboys against Washington. Okay. Because the Cowboys is going to be a higher scoring game, but if they're feeding Zeke, they're going to slow the game down immensely. Yeah. And honestly, the Titans destroyed the Browns, so maybe they're not a bad option against Brissett this week at the Colts. Yeah, and they are 2-0 and against Jacoby Brissett um, in games that Brissett starts in place of Andrew Luck, RIP. Um what do you think about the Broncos going against that Bears offense that looked atrocious in week one? They are tantalizing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's scary because they didn't stop the Raiders at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd say right now the Bears probably have a better offensive line than the Raiders because the Raiders are still without their starting guards. So it's a little scary, but it's cheaper, and I do like it, especially if Trubisky is hitting the ground as much as possible (laughs) with his throws. Yeah, so the reason I really like the Broncos this week is because they are at home. They're returning home after uh, what was a pretty bad showing in week one, but the Broncos don't typically lose their first home game. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the the altitude change for the opposing team, but um, what are you thinking with the defense? Let's roll with it. I I think I agree here. I think we should roll with the Broncos, and my main reason is Vic Fangio is coming back, has a home game in Denver against Mm -hmm. his former team, and he knows all of Trubisky's weaknesses. Yeah, he went up against him They're going to be mad that they didn't touch Derek Carr. They didn't touch him. Yeah. They were good Christian boys. It did not touch him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's not a good comparison. 
Oh <laughs> uh, man, yeah that that was kind of surprising. Um, one of the week one surprises was the fact that the Raiders were able to keep that pass rush at bay. Um, so let's roll with the Broncos and slide them into the lineup. That bumped our average remaining per player to forty eight hundred, which still isn't very good. Um, but we do have a quality lineup put together so far. Let's, uh, a, let's attack tight end next because I think we already know where we're going. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll list a few. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's slide over to the tight end position. Um, there are a few guys that I do like this week, but there are some incredible values here. Um, the obvious one is someone we've already mentioned, Darren Waller. He looked like Derek Carr's favorite target. He's valued at $3,300. You cannot beat that. He could end up a top three tight end this week going against that Chiefs secondary that looked atrocious against the Jaguars, for God's sake. So um, Darren Waller is definitely my favorite pick here. I do really like Delaney Walker against the Colts this week. Randy, what are you thinking about the tight end position? There's so much value to go across the board here. Let's, I mean, we're just talking top of the board. Kelsey seems to always kill the Raiders. I don't know how you don't stop him, but they he murders them. And then Kittle should have more points. Ingram looked like a star. Andrews got a lot of targets. Didn't block as much as the rest of the Baltimore tight ends, so maybe he's their guy going out. But he's a little bit more expensive than everyone else. I, but I, I really think it's got to be Waller here. It, it's obviously between him and Hawkinson, I think. But he's just such a good value, and he's the inverse of OJ Howard from this last week, where OJ Howard all season's been blocking about eighty percent of his routes when he's on the field. So he's just blocking the whole time, and Waller blocked like none of it. So <laughs> I think he's the favorite dump-off valve for Carr. And Gruden already said their offense runs through the tight end, and I think he's telling the truth. Yeah, it sure looked like a week one. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, if you have O.J. Howard in a, in a standard fantasy league and it's just a, a 10-teamer or even a 12-teamer, you can drop him. He looks atrocious. Jameis has not looked at him. He's been blocking, like Randy said. Um, I think that with the, the draft capital that you put into O.J. Howard, uh, you may be hesitant to do so, but there is some extreme cause for concern for O.J. Howard owners. Um, so let's just roll with Darren Waller as our tight end. That actually bumped our average remaining back up to 5,600, which looks a lot better for our last yeah, two positions. Two positionless, yeah. Yeah. So rolling back to our wide receiver three, Michael Gallup is valued at 5,600. Um, that's someone I would definitely like to look at. Will Fuller, 5,300. John Brown, 52. Um, what are you thinking for our wide receiver three position, Randy? So I like all of those. And I really do like them. But the only problem I have is I really want to put Josh Jacobs in the flex. So we'd be leaving money on the table with one of those receivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, what is Josh Jacobs' value? Forty-seven hundred. <laughs> wow. If I remember right, it's so low. Wow. Um, Nicole Harbin is valued more than him. 
Yeah. All right. Let's. Kevin Coleman being out is valued more. Okay. Even Montgomery and his five touches or more. <laughs> wow. And John Ross, who exploded in Week One, is valued at just a hundred dollars less than Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Let's put Josh Jacobs in our flex, and see what we can do with our third wide receiver position. Sixty-five. That gets us. Tyler Boyd can't go Robert Woods. It gives us flexibility, though, if we want to change Cooper Cup like we said we might. It gives us flexibility because we could spend up at that and spend down for Gallup or one of them. That is very true. Um, We could roll with someone like even... Because at this positioning, the only best value is for the other Rams receivers. Mm -hmm. So... All right, let's take Cooper Cup out of the lineup. Let's <laughs> slide Juju in like, and see what our lineup looks like. Ooh, buddy. Okay. Yeah, that's expensive. Five thousand. Yeah, we still have five thousand. That's Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown. Uh, that's Larry Fitzgerald still, and we're still leaving money on the table. Uh, if we slide Juju into the lineup, what route are you going, Randy? I mean. If we do that, I think we'd have to take a shot on either Brown or Hardman. Marquise Brown, that is, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, is oh, It's hard, because I don't know which way we would go if we didn't do Juju. I don't know if we'd go up and try and use less money at the other spot, or if we would go down. Let's take Juju back out of the lineup and see what we can do. We could get DeAndre Hopkins. We could pay all the way up and maybe go. That'd be oh, you're gonna love this. Guess how much money's left, Christian? <laughs> if we got DeAndre, Just the exact amount for Tyrell Williams. <laughs> I think that's the route we gotta go, right? We we want to stack three Raiders. That's tough. And that's not just three Raiders. That's four players in the game. Um, man, that that's not something I really want to do. That's scary to trust the Raiders that much, coming from a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, maybe we don't spend all the way up for DeAndre, although I do think DeAndre is going to have a, a field day. Um, what if we spent on Keenan Allen? I mean, that's that's two players in that game. Would you? Uh, do you? Tr- I know you don't trust Rodgers, so I trust Devontae Adams, but I know you don't trust Rodgers. Not against that Minnesota defense. Um, he looked bad against I mean, the Bears. Yeah. That was his first game of the season, uh, including preseason. I think they are going to look better this week, but I do, do trust. Want a Patriot? I feel like we probably should want a Patriot. <laughs> do we do we want Edelman or Josh Gordon or I think I would rather Edelman because that's guaranteed targets. Man, we could go Edelman Gallup here. Oh, that's it. That's that's it right there. That's the one. Because I was contemplating saying Amari, but if we can get Gallup, oof. 
<laughs> yeah. So I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right now our lineup is Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, Sammy Watkins, Julian Edelman, Michael Gallup, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, and the Broncos defense at home against the Bears. I am loving that lineup. I think that is going to win us some cash. Yes. You got to remember DraftKings is a PPR, full PPR setup. And in those, you got to have your guaranteed production and your shots. So I think with Kamara and Ackler and Julian Edelman and Waller and Jacobs, I think we have shots and base. And then you got Sammy and Josh Allen to to just – the Broncos defense to explode for us. Yeah, I think this is definitely the lineup we want to roll with. Um, So let's move on to some value picks. Obviously a good value we already mentioned was Tyrell Williams, and we already mentioned Jared Goff as well. John Brown we didn't really talk about a lot. It's a great matchup for him, and he had such a great week. Looked like the wide receiver won and a target monster. So he could be a good shot for everyone. And he's in the low 5,000, so it's 5,200. Uh, another play could be... I, I like Brita. I said that in our first podcast. He's always going to be great value if he's a starting running back. I don't know what else. Do you have anyone else? Chris Thompson, maybe? Yeah, AP? Yeah, I, I would roll with Chris Thompson out of those two just because I think game script is going to warrant Thompson being on the field a lot more than AP. Um, so if we if you have to slide one of those two in your lineup, I would definitely roll with Chris Thompson. I do want to jump back to the wide receiver position because I was just kind of scrolling through. Um, you've got A.J. Brown at 4000 this week. I think that's... That's pretty good value. I know that uh, a lot of his production was based on the fact that the Browns' secondary looked atrocious, but Mariota was looking his way a little bit. I think that if you want a little bit of a sleeper value pick, um, that would be one that could explode for a Marquise Brown type of game. Uh, The Colts' defense didn't look great. I know that the Chargers are, are much better than the Titans, but... Um, I think A.J. Brown would be a decent play if you had to go that way. I Honestly, I think I found a little bit cheaper options I would be more comfortable with. Okay. Just for safety. I think Amendola, if you, yeah, I think you got to somewhat trust last week a bit. I don't think he's going to get as many catches, but I think he's got a safe floor. Trey Quinn with Case Keenum as quarterback has about the same floor. And they're both under 4,000. And then you got Terry McLaurin, who exploded for 38. That's not a bad shot. It's a little risky. He was on the field a lot, but he didn't get a ton of targets. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Another value that I would look at would be Preston Williams. Um, I know you guys are probably going to make fun of me for this, but Preston Williams was the only Dolphin to score a touchdown last week. Randy and I both looked at him uh, pretty heavily. Heading into draft season, we knew he wasn't going to be drafted because of what happened in college for him, but we definitely like the talent, and I like the fact that he really has no competition at wide receiver this week. 
Uh, what do you think about Preston Williams as a value pick, Randy? I love it. <laughs> I wouldn't do it myself because I would be scared. Uh, just because it's the Dolphins, and I don't know who's playing quarterback all game for them. If it's just Fitzpatrick for sure, and they're going to be down a lot because they are, I like it because he's a gunslinger, and he's got two big guys, and Monte Parker and Preston Williams here. Albert Wilson, who was targeted heavy, is probably not going to play. It doesn't seem like – I don't know the update on him, sorry. Uh, but, my God, if you watch Preston Williams' college tape, he's like the cheap version of Julio. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he he dominated um... – like like we like I said earlier, I we knew that he wasn't going to be drafted, or if he was, he was going to be a very late round pick, uh, but a late round pick that has the Antonio Brown track, not the Ricardo Lewis track. So um, another value that I was kind of looking at, uh, another one that you guys will probably make fun of me for, but I kind of <laughs> like Benny Fowler the third this week. Oh yeah, <laughs> isn't that terrifying? Um, it's, it's hard I, to even see his name. <laughs> I, I think the I'm surprised he has a picture. Sorry. <laughs> the only reason I like him, he did have a decent first game. Um, I know that Latimer may be out this week, and that means that the only targets for that offense are Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley. I think Benny Fowler could be a solid PPR play. Obviously, if this was standard scoring, I wouldn't touch him. I probably still won't touch him, but if you have to uh, fill someone in your lineup with guys that are uh, 3,000 or up to 3,500, I think that Benny Fowler is a good option. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I saw one more that I think could be really good. Travis Benjamin at 3,200. If you sell out at running back, you you get Zeke at... Camara and you get Juju as well, and you pay up for Evan Ingram at tight end. I, I mean, there's a shot. He's he's gonna have the same. He's gonna be splitting targets to cover the two guys out, but he's got the speed, and I could see it. Yeah, I I could definitely see that too. Um... I wouldn't do it. But I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that, that'll actually conclude our values of the week. Um, thank you guys for listening to The Cut. This podcast is available on Spotify and Anchor. We are still waiting for approval from Apple Podcasts and other platforms. We'll keep you updated when that happens. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at The Cut FFL. Also, make sure to share this episode and podcast with your friends, enemies, colleagues, whoever. If they love fantasy football as much as you do and they want the best mediocre advice, we are their guys. Randy, do you have any closing remarks? Uh, No, just keep sending us tweets. We'll do our best to answer as quick as possible. There's three of us on the account, so we try to deliberate a little bit on the tough ones, but for the most part, somebody will get back to you as fast as possible. Thank you for asking, and if you're listening early before the games or you see us on Twitter, we'll be ready. We will be ready. So just as a little uh, preview for episode three, we're going to be doing a Sunday recap, a Monday preview, and some worthy waivers of the week. Um, We are going to be recording on Sunday evening, so we won't get the 
the Sunday night game in there or the Monday night game. Uh, but we'll do our best to get you the best mediocre fantasy advice. All right. Thank you guys for listening once again. We will see you next time. Goodbye.